Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello guys. Welcome back. Hello, hello guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm so stoked to be with you guys today. Today's episode is a little different. Nicole will not be here. Today is my solo episode, my solo week. So I'm excited to be here. It's just you and me, and we're going to get into this day of being intentional and a bunch of other shit I'm going to talk about because I do not stay on topic for the life of me. (laughs) But to get the proper start of a Wellness Members Club episode, We're going to get into what was well and what was unwell about my week. For what was well, it's that I've been extremely grateful for the people I have in my life. I feel so grateful for the love that I have with my partner. I feel extremely grateful for the friends that I have. I have Ashley and Nicole at Wellness Members Club, and like I love them to pieces. I just feel extreme gratitude for the people I have in my circle. And it's been a very long time coming since I've been able to have these people who empower me and I empower them and we pour back into each other's cup. So it just feels really, really good. And oh my God, just, yeah, just grateful. But uh, for what's unwell, it's just that I quit my Pilates training I was doing and I was going to be getting that started uh, or I got that started, just did one weekend. But right now I have so much going on in life. I'm building so many things. I'm building my own company at the same time as managing one that I work for. I'm also running Wellness Members Club, which is amazing for me it's so much passion but also it's a lot of work and my weekends are my like little time of peace where I can actually get ahead of my endeavors or like pour love into my personal relationships and I haven't been able to do that so when that that one weekend that I just had to give so much to something new I was like oof I'm feeling overwhelmed like I I can't I overcommitted And uh, I had to backtrack a bit because I realized I was like, oh, this is going to go on through November. And there's so much reading that you have to do along the way. And because I'm a person that likes to do things correctly and I want to make sure I really understand every movement to a T. So one day when I go to teach it at a wellness members club future event, I'm actually teaching you correctly. I'm not causing any injury for you. And I really want to understand every piece of the body. There's a lot of anatomy that goes into uh, Pilates. And I didn't feel like I was going to be able to give it the proper love and care that it needed. So it was just in my best interest to currently quit. And I have no shame in quitting. So that was what was unwell. But I know that I'll be retouching it in the new year because where I was learning at Fuse Studio in Miami or Fuse House, cutest place, greatest people. And I'm so excited to build a community with them in the near future. But guys, without further ado, we are getting into an episode about intention and this episode is going to be kind of fun because I'm going to do a little bit of time with you guys now then I have to go to therapy and then I'm going to come back and every time I leave therapy I come back with full of information and so much I don't know excitement and happiness about life and this thrill so instead of me calling my friends and teaching them what I learn I'm going to come back to you guys and share it with you so guys living with intention what does that mean uh okay For me, living with intention, it's kind of like setting goals, but at the same time, it's not. Living with intention just means that anytime you go to make a decision, you ask yourself if it's a hell yes or a hell no. 
And I want to dive into that a little bit more because some people are like, how do I know if it's a hell yes for me or if it's a hell no? And this brings intuition into the picture. And intuition, for those of you who don't know, it feels like a gut feeling or like this sparkly feeling in your heart if you should do something, or it feels like a gut feeling that's just like, no, this is off. And I don't even know how to explain it deeper than that because I haven't even tried to. I just always say like my gut is just telling me no. And I'm sure that you guys know that feeling like, you know, when you're you're going to go on a date with somebody and he's not the best person in the past, like we'd say when we were in early college years or when you're in high school and you're just like, oh, I shouldn't go there. I shouldn't be there. I shouldn't attend that event. I shouldn't go on that date. And you feel it in your stomach. Yeah, that's your intuition telling you hell no. And I'm sure we all know because we've all done it where we've gone against our intuition, where it's told us, hell no, we've done it anyways, and it blew up in our face. So that is your hell no. But your hell yes, everything just feels aligned. There's absolutely no hurdles. Everything is flowing your way. It just feels like your heart's sparkling, your gut's like, yes, let's get it. And it's just a hell yes, right? So when you're being intentional with your life and you're making decisions for your life, You have to really sit with yourself and ask your body more than you ask your analytical mind, is this a yes or is this a no? And you have to really sit with it and lay there and be like, okay, what what do we want? And the one thing that I do to be intentional and to be able to use my intuition is I meditate on subjects. So in life, if I'm given an opportunity for a new job, because right now, say that's what I want, and I get offered a new job. I really, I meditate on everything that might sound crazy. And instead of just being like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm like, hold on. I need to go lie down with myself. I need to lay there. I need to, I need to talk to my higher self. I need to connect with her. I need to drop from my analytical mind to my body. And I need to know what she's feeling because logical Abby will be like, let's get this money. Let's get this bread. Let's get it and go. But she doesn't always think so much for the future. She's always thinking right now. Whereas my body's like, I know it's best for us, what we're going to enjoy, where we're going to be happy. Money is great, but we also need happiness and passion in life to be fulfilled. So I will go and meditate on this offering. So someone's offered me a job. I will go literally lie down and I'll close my eyes and I'll say, Abby, what do you want? Will this make you happy? Do you feel good about this? Or I'll even ask my body. I'll say like, body, can you give me a sign that this is the right thing to do? Can you, can you talk to me and tell me what is the right thing to do? I will instantly just have a flooded answer of a yes or a no. And I can't even explain it further than that. And I might sound like an absolute crazy woman. And that is okay with me because I enjoy being a little crazy sometimes. But it is, you'll get your hell yes or your hell no on a subject. So my tip to you with being intentional, one of them, one of many to come, is to meditate on the subject and ask yourself if you truly want it. And now I mentioned a bit ago, dropping out of your analytical mind and into your body. And I really want to elaborate on that. Your analytical mind is just being in your head, that voice in your head, back and forth, the constant thoughts, constant thinking, overanalyzing every little thing, every little detail about what could happen if we did this, if that, this, that, it's annoying. Your your mind, we love it. It's good that it's there. It's done a lot for us. It can manifest a lot of things. It can make a lot of things happen. It can help us answer a question, but it is also overwhelming. And staying in that analytical mind too often makes you live like this autopilot robotic kind of life. So when I tell you to drop out of your analytical mind and drop into your body, this is what I mean. It means a second ago what I just described, sitting with your body, connecting with yourself, honoring yourself, meditating with yourself, 
and allowing your body and your heart, which your heart is your soul. Your heart leads the soul. It's the compass of the soul. It will tell you what you want, right? And it's stop letting your head decide everything. Stop letting your head analyze everything. And when you really, when you really need to drop into your body, it's when you feel your gears going a billion miles per hour and you feel like you're just so overwhelmed and so anxious and you can't even think of what's right to do. That is the exact moment that I want you to take your ass to your bedroom, go lay down, go meditate, close the freaking blinds down, close off all the lights, leave your phone in the hallway. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to say, what do I want? I'm just going to lay here. I'm going to surrender to the answer. I'm not going to try to think about it. I'm just going to lay my ass sweet as happy as hell here. Sweet as happy as hell here. I'm so sorry. I don't know what that meant, but I'm going to lay my ass down and I'm going to let the answers come to me. So dropping out of your analytical mind means being in alignment with your body. A lot of us don't actually feel in alignment with our body, which is why it's really hard to live intentionally because usually we're living outside of us for a lot of other people. But the second that you start getting in alignment with yourself, which is starts from talking to your heart and leading with the heart, things will get a lot easier. I can guarantee that for you. I will speak on this a lot more on a later episode, but today I really want to focus on living with intention. And I want to tell you a little story about how I've been living with intention and how it's led me to some greatness in my life. Uh, one of the many things that I've done to live with intention is I like to create vision boards. For those of you who don't know, who aren't into manifestation yet, I will get you there. I'll teach you about it. We'll shed some light on it. But manifestation, it's based on the law of attraction. It's a universal law. The law of attraction is whatever you put out, you receive. You put out negativity, you receive negativity. You put out positivity, you attract positivity. The law of attraction basically believes that you are a magnet. It is a universal law that says you are a magnet. Manifestation is knowing that power of the law of attraction and putting it to use. So I want this to happen. I want abundance, whatever it is. And you're really truly believing it on an energetic level. You will then attract it because you are a magnet to that thing. So the way of doing this and living an intentional life is by using the law of attraction to your power in the form of a vision board. And I love to do vision boards because I'm obsessed with Pinterest. I love Pinterest. It makes my heart sparkle. It does things to me. Butterflies are flying. Shit feels good. I love it. Okay, so get your Pinterest out and bitches, we're going to make a vision board. What you're going to do on that vision board is you're going to call it Abigail's life, but it's not going to say Abigail's life. It's going to say your name's life because we're not, we're not manifesting for me. Hello. Thank you. Um, you're going to make your vision board. It's going to say <laughs> your life by 2024. You can say October of 2024 because we're in October of 2023 right now. And I want you to go on there. I want you to save all the shit that you want for yourself. You're single and you want a loving man. Go find some cute ass couple pictures. You're feeling low and you're not got a lot of money coming in. Go save some pictures of a woman who looks confident as fuck. And she's got that money coming in. Go save pictures of freaking vegetables. I'm saying this because I did this on my own board, which I'll share with you guys on Instagram and TikTok. I put veggies and stuff because at one point in my life, I was eating super unhealthy and I wasn't feeling good. So I my ass put some lettuce on there being like, you're going to be healthy. And then I put some supplements on there because I know I want to get my hormones in check. So I put supplements to represent that. The point of this is you're just going to put images that inspire you and align with the life that you want to have in a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, whatever. But I like to do years because it's really easy to live an intentional life when there's only a 12 month gap. And it also keeps you remembering like, okay, time's flying by. I've got 12 months to get this sorted. The next month you got 11 months, right? So time is going to fly by. So you just want to lean back on. 
Anyways, we're going to use that law of attraction. We're going to use our manifestation. We're going to make that vision board. Once I had that vision board done, that is my intention for the year. Same thing as having goals. Goals are the same, but I got my vision board is up on that wall. That is where I know I'm trying to go, what I'm trying to get. And it really does help because for me, when I look at that vision board and I get an opportunity, like I said earlier, about work or I get plans for a friend to go on a trip or something, I have to ask myself, does this get me closer to where I want to be? My intention is this vision board, right? My intention is this plan here for Abby next year. Does saying yes to this get me closer? If it's a no, which I'm right now I'm using my analytical mind to disguise this because it's a logical thing because now we know what it is. If it's a no, I'm like, okay, but is it really a no, right? Is it, it's, it's a no. It's a no, it doesn't get me closer. I'm still going to go sit with myself and say, meditate on it. I'm going to ask my body, does this align with us? Is this getting us there? It's probably going to be also a hell no. So perfect. We move on from it. We say no to that thing. Living with intention means you honor saying no. You learn how to say no and you learn when to say yes when it's a correct one, you know? So you do not agree to shit you don't want to do. Living with intention means speaking up for yourself and saying no to the shit you do not want to do. And also means that you know what you want and you are not afraid of what the fuck's going to come up, that you're going to go get it. It means that regardless of the hurdles that arise, you will go for it. You're not going to stop until you have that life. You're not going to stop until you get there and you're going to embrace it when it comes. Now, the thing with living the intentional life, it's going to be uncomfortable. Honestly, it can be lonely. And why it can be lonely is because when you finally set out to be intentional with your life, there's a lot of inventory you have to take on who you're surrounded by. And I say inventory because when I look at my life, I look at it in a couple different analogies or visuals because I'm a very visual person. I'm a creative director. It's just where my brain goes. Imagine your life as a grocery aisle. There's all this shit stacked on the walls, a bunch of boxes of whatever, and that's the inventory. You're the stocking guy taking the inventory and what's there. You're counting the boxes. You're seeing what's there. I want you to do that same shit. Count the friends. Count the maybe people on your Rolodex if you're a flirty girl. I want you to count the opportunities. I want you to count everything you have going on in your life. I want you to look at it and say, where in my life do I need to give more attention to, to be more intentional. And what I mean by this is, do I have good friends in my corner? Do I have people that empower me, who inspire me to be better, who bring out my inner child, who inspire me to be happy? They don't have to always inspire you with work. That's silly. Or to be a millionaire. That's silly. Your friends can literally just inspire you to be better at you and a happier you and a healthier communicator. And that's great. Ask yourself, do I have those friends? And why you want to ask yourself and take inventory on those friendships is because we are the average of the five people we surround ourselves with. That is undeniable. Down to a science, our our brain has mirror neurons that mirror people's behaviors. And so through observational learning. So if you are spending time with shitty people, you are going to be a shitty person. If you are spending time with people that talk shit about people 24-7, degrade people, are obsessed with the internet, are extremely insecure about their appearance, my love, you are about to be just like them. So take inventory on the friends you have because with living an intentional life, you really have to be intentional with who you spend your time with because that will affect how good your life looks is the people that are in your circle. 
And I know you may have been friends with Rebecca for 15 years, but if Rebecca is being crazy, tears you apart every time you see her, is shitting on everything that you do, constantly degrading you, belittling you, I hate to tell you, but Rebecca fucking sucks and she's got to go because your life isn't going to look beautiful in 12 months if Rebecca's still hanging out with you. I can guarantee you. So then I also want you to look at your relationships. I want you to look at your, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever you got going on, I want you to look at that and say, does this empower me? Do I feel good here? Am I heard? Am I loved? Am I needs met? Now, I don't always mean to dump your friends or dump your partner. That's not where I'm going with this. But I want you to ask yourself if you could communicate better clearly what you want and what you need from that person and work to make it a healthy relationship. And after a little bit of time, if it doesn't get there, you got to let that shit go. Because if you want the life that you put on that vision board, that Pinterest board that's cute, if you want it, there's some things we got to do and some people we got to drop to get there. And that's why I said it can feel lonely because a lot of times with people you're spending your time with when you're living a life of no intentions are not the same ones that will be by your side when you're living intentionally. It's a very different group of people that you will attract because like I said about the law of attraction, you are a magnet to better. So as you're bettering yourself, you will attract better friends, a better relationship, better things in your life. All right. But then I also want you to look at your job because your job's a big one. And I know it's hard because it's our livelihood, it's our income, but I want you to look at your job and I want you to ask yourself, is this what I really want for myself? And if the answer is no, I don't mean go and quit. That's silly. We have bills, we have rent, we have expenses, we have ridiculously priced matcha lattes that we like to purchase. So I don't mean go and drop your job by any means, but I want you to say, "Does is this a position I like? Is this something I want to grow into? Is this something that serves me in a greater good? Do I feel fulfilled here? And you don't always need to feel extremely fulfilled in your job. Since we spend so much of our time, 40 hours a week working, and even more so because we're thinking about it when we're off hours as well, it needs to be something that makes you happy. It needs to be something that you enjoy. Yes, it, it is to pay for your bills, but there can be a level of happiness that comes from it, or at least a, a healthy a healthy relationship with your work life. And when I say you need to ask yourself if you enjoy it is there's this little fun thing you can do. And I know I've been pretty preachy today, but it's because I want you to live your life to your highest potential and you deserve better. If no one else has told you that today, you deserve better. You are so deserving of a beautiful life, but I also believe you don't get what you deserve. You get what you prepare for. I know that you should get what you deserve, but you're only going to get it if you prepare for it and you're going to prepare for it today with me. So let's get at it, sis. Let's get at it. But Let's look at that job. This is a fun thing that I've done and I really like it because it really helped me with leaving all my shit behind in the past. And it was writing out my dream job and I was imagining companies I could work at. I was like, ooh, it'd be fun to work at Aloe. It'd be fun to work at with Skinny Confidential. It'd be fun to work with XYZ. Write out all the companies that you can imagine yourself working for and then just say, what value would I add to that company? I would be a great asset for XYZ. And it's probably a remote job, but sometimes they want me to fly into California or sometimes they want me to fly to New York City. Like write it down every single part of what your dream job could be. But please, whatever you do, don't do it with the belief system that you can't have it. I need you to just for one second, maybe 10 minutes because this takes a little bit longer, maybe an hour. I want you to just be like, anything is possible, right? Anything is possible. If there are no fears nor no limitations, what would my dream job be? Stop letting your analytical mind and pop up and tell you, we can't have that. We can't do that. No, you fucking can. You will. And I need you to just start with this little exercise that will get that job for you. 
So what you're going to do is continue to write the names of the companies. Imagine every little ounce of the job. There's some cool people that work there. I feel super inspired when I'm there. I'm empowered. I feel heard and seen. I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm growing, evolving, right? Every little aspect of how you would feel, what it would look like, where it would be, the kind of people you work with. Also write down the kind of money you'd be making. Now, remember, no fear or limitation. So be realistic about what you make. And you can also go search that job. For me all the time, I'm a creative director. I go look up how much creative directors should be making in that city and picking a major city because I live in Miami, but I also know I want to live in California at some point, down to live in New York City for a little bit as well, or Toronto. So I go and look up the all of those areas and I average them I'm like, okay, cool. I want to make this much. So I write that down in my journal of how much I would want to make. Now that fun little exercise you did, I promise you always leaning back on that piece of paper and saying, does my job offer me this now? Or can can my current job eventually get me here? You have to really be realistic with yourself. And if the answer is no, and your body also says, hell fucking no, it won't, then it is time to start making changes and asking yourself, how can I prepare for this dream job? I need a stronger resume. I need to advance these skills that I have here. So when you're in your off hours from your current job, you can be advancing a certain skill. There's something you can learn because if you feel like you're undeserving of it, it's probably because you feel unprepared. So that means prepare more, right? So we're going to get advance our skill a little bit if we can through some free online videos or through masterclass. We're going to start building out our resume better. We're going to find somebody on Fiverr if we don't know how to make a nice resume and make it really like impressive. 20 bucks for the guy on Fiverr. And then if we think we need to build up our LinkedIn, let's go to LinkedIn. Let's make it better. So there are things you can do to get closer to your dream job. You just actually need to make them into a list because it's one thing to have a goal or an intention of what you want in life, but it's another thing to actually break it down and make it into baby steps. In life, you're really not that far from the goals you want. You just need to bridge the gap. And the way you bridge the gap is through preparation. So guys, living a life of intention is really freaking important and it's going to get you what you want. So now... We've gone over the vision board. We've gone over talking about how to get closer to our dream job. Now let's talk about the day-to-day because the day-to-day is probably the hardest part. And the thing with living an intentional life is consistency. Consistency needs to be your best friend. And consistency is how you also build self-respect. Every time you tell yourself you're going to get up at 7 or 30 a.m. and you do, you respect yourself that much more. Your self-esteem grows. It's just how it works. So with consistency and setting daily goals for ourselves and actually showing up for them, we will build self-respect, which means we're also living in intention. So I want you guys, if you can, to start with something like that. Start with something small. If you're a 9 a.m. waker upper, let's try 8.30. Let's try tomorrow to wake up at 8.30 and start building our self-respect on a small level. Aside from having some consistency in your habits, there also needs to be consistency in your boundaries. Now, Nicole and I did a previous episode about boundaries and the realities of setting them. But one of the things I want you to really do is have boundaries around your time. Because with a life of intention, I said a little bit ago as well, you need to be intentional about where you spend your time. Because where you spend your time is what your life will start to look like in 12 months from now. So know your bandwidth. Know how much you can handle on your plate. And then if you're wondering, how do I know if I'm reaching my bandwidth, if I can handle more, how do I, how do I know if I'm at my limit? What area of your life do you feel a lot of tolerance that you're putting up with too much? And what area of your life do you feel a lot of resentment? That's usually the area of your life that needs a boundary and start with those. 
take inventory of areas of your life that you feel resentment and areas of your life that you feel regret. I want you to really break those down because with living a life of intention, what it truly means is living a life of alignment and facing your shit. Because the more you face your shit and you take out all the things that you put under the rug that you've been avoiding, you will feel so much relief because there's nothing to avoid. At some point, you will hit a point in life where you're not avoiding anything anymore. And it will feel so freeing. And I will tell you why it feels so freeing is because I'm on the brink of my two last heavy bullshit things that I avoided. And I feel so much relief to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that you can feel that way as well. And I know that it comes with facing our shit. So when I set off on my journey of living an intentional life a year ago, I wrote down a list of all the things I hated about my life because and that shit was fat. That was a fat ass list, but it helped me. It helped me because it gave me a list of all the things I wanted to work on and I needed to do less of, and I needed to get rid of. So if you can also add that to your slew of shit I gave you to do today, I'm so sorry with how ranty I've been and preachy, but I just want you guys to feel good. And I know you can, but it just takes some work to do so. But yeah, I want, I want you guys to give those things a try. Now, I told you guys I was going to go to therapy and come back. So I'm going to go do that. And then I'm going to come back with some lessons I learned from today. And I'm going to share to you about how living a life with intention got me the amazing love life that I have today. And I'm so grateful for my partner. He's absolutely incredible. But I want to talk to you about how I found him and what I did to intentionally date, which led me to a really, really fulfilling relationship. So guys, and we'll be back with you soon. So as I promised, I'm back for my therapy session with my therapist, Katiana. She's the freaking best, man. I am coming back feeling refreshed, revived, and ready. So guys, it's about living with intention. I tapped into a lot of things with her on a personal end of what's going on in my work life and friendships and things like that and areas of my life where I'm setting boundaries. But one common topic that came up around everything we're talking about and living with intention and what I believe I do deserve or don't deserve was that I have a lot of doubts. I have a lot of doubts. And I want to speak on this because I think the thing to remember is as I'm sitting here telling you about living an intentional life, I still have fears. I still have doubts. I still question if I deserve things from time to time, but these are the things that I have to take inventory on. And when I say writing out that list of all the things you hate about your life and things you know you need to change, it's so good to have that list because you can actually do the work to get through it. So one of the things that really came up was I have doubts about what I deserve financially. I am scared of the future of being a mom. Like, can I be a mom? Like, I, I know I'll be an amazing one, but I'm also like, can I actually have a baby? Am I capable of it? And I know that might sound like a far out fear, but it's a, it's a fear and it's probably not something that's going to happen for like two years, but it's a thing, an emotional doubt that I have that I want to consistently be working on. And that's another thing with intentions is you have to be intentional with what you work on. Be intentional with no longer avoiding things. Your intention should be living a life of truth and alignment. And that means facing all of your bullshit. So with knowing that those are my fears, which I can't believe I just revealed on a podcast, um, I want to talk about them a little bit more. So I said I have doubts about what I deserve financially. 
Now, my intention on my vision board was this very abundant life where I don't have to have fear or guilt when I swipe a credit card. If I go to the mall and I can purchase what I'd like, I want to be able to go on a trip and take my partner or my friend on a trip as like a birthday present. I want to be able to do those kind of things. And as of right now, I can't do those things because when I swipe my card, even to buy groceries, I feel guilty, which is the most bizarre concept. And I'll kind of elaborate why. And that's because the way I grew up, we grew up with nothing. For example, when we were growing up, if we didn't have toilet paper, we would just run to the local McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts and steal napkins from there. And that was our toilet paper because we couldn't afford it. We didn't even have a dollar to buy toilet paper. Or we would go and search through the couch cushions, digging to hope we find coins or go outside and look for coins on the side of the road so we could go buy a loaf of bread or go buy milk. And then we'd also go to the, there was an, it was like an angel's helping hands is what it was called. My sweet old neighbor, he owned it and I would go and help and work there so we could get extra things handed to us. It was like a, a food drive kind of place, but they also had a little store where stores would donate excess inventory they had that so they could sell it for like cheap. And then they would donate whatever funds they got back to be able to get more things for other people to help families. So like, for instance, they would sell diapers and like hand soap and body wash and stuff for 25 cents instead of $5 that it costed because it made it accessible to people like my family who couldn't afford those things. We grew up in a really interesting way where in the fridge, it was really empty. We'd have the dollar store version of Coca-Cola, like never had name brand. So like when I go to friends' houses who had name brand Coca-Cola, I was like, oh my God, you're rich. That was my perspective on what wealth was. Like you guys have gushers in your pantry when I'm a kid, you're rich. You guys, you have Ritz crackers, you have Lunchables, you're rich. Because my food was like eggs and toast and cheese and that was it. And then we'd have like baked beans and occasionally we'd have a pasta, but for the most part, We'd have expired jars of sauce is what we'd have to eat. So my undeserving that I feel now in life around finances, although I can really envision an abundant life, the doubts that I have instilled in me are that of what I've had since I was a child. So I'm really healing my relationship with money because relationship with money affects every aspect of your life because you can't do anything without funds. So because I have so many doubts there, I think those doubts also affect my doubts to believe if I can have a child because I'm scared. I'm like, okay, because I've always been unstable with money. What if I'm unstable to be like healthy, to be able to carry a baby because I can't afford to get the things I need and whatever. So because that's my core doubt in life and the area of my life that makes me fucking uncomfortable to think about and cringe, that's the area that I'm putting a lot of attention to so I can have the things that I intend to have. So I know that was like a little heavy of a story to share with you guys, but I want to just share with you the realities are you can't have the things you want in life unless you stop attaching yourself to the things of your past. And I'm currently attached to an old mindset about how money has affected me that I'm working through, which I will do a whole episode on healing money trauma because I'm working with a financial advisor who also helps work through your emotions and your attachments to money like that are traumas that you had growing up that affect your perspective on money. So I would love to share that more with you guys. But the whole point of me saying like take inventory on your friendships, your job, your relationship. I also want you to take inventory on your thought patterns and your belief system because your beliefs deeply affect what your reality looks like. And to put that on a sciencey level, I suppose, for lack of a better term, is our subconscious mind the area where we manifest, we think our, our intuition is connected to, the thing of us that attracts things into our life. Our subconscious mind 
Its job is to affirm our belief system externally. And let me elaborate on that. It takes your internal beliefs. So if my beliefs, which once were at one point in life, that I do not deserve love, it will be like, okay, subconscious mind says, okay, we don't deserve love. I'm going to find something in your external reality that affirms that. I'm going to find you a toxic boyfriend who belittles you, who tells you you're not good enough, who tells you you should lose weight, who tells you that you are never going to amount to anything. And I'm going to bring him in your life because your internal belief system says we don't deserve love. So, okay, sure. I'm going to attract somebody that doesn't. So you really have to work on your belief system and really look yourself in the mirror and say, we got to work on this. We got to get through this. I'm no longer going to be attached to this because forever your subconscious mind will be affirming your inner beliefs in your external reality. And that is a scary place to be. So that takes me to this. And that is living an intentional life and dating with intention really, really, really helped me get the person I love. And I mentioned that I was going to share that with you. So how I did this and how I believe that I attracted my partner was after months and months of therapy and working through my belief system about what I deserved in love, I started writing down what life would look like if I was in a healthy relationship. I was like, it feels fulfilling. It feels abundant. We have this beautiful home together. I just feel so empowered. We laugh with each other. We encourage each other to do better. Um, We're super passionate. We're always being silly. We're both financially stable. We're both emotionally intelligent. Like I would write all these details. And then I started writing separately all these things about what he was, what he's interested in. And I'm a freaking health and wellness fiend. I love health and wellness. I love talking about mental health. I love encouraging people to be better. So I obviously want a partner who also looks at life that way. So I had that. I had what he did for work. I had what like height wise, appearance wise. I had his emotional availability. I obviously claimed specifically that he was single. I wrote down that he was ready for a relationship, ready for a family, ready for marriage, honors marriage, honors being a dad, like wrote down all of these key things because you can find anybody to marry. That's easy. But it's do they really want to be there? Do they believe in marriage? Do they believe in the loyalty behind it? So that's why I put that there. And every little key detail. So it made it just easy because I was like, okay, dating with intention. Now, when I go on dates, if this person doesn't align with these things, I don't want him. I know what I want. I know what I need. And I'm not going to accept anything less than that. So I would go on dates. And if when I would meet them and I'd be like, oh, so what are you looking for on a first date? No shame, fucking shameless right out the gates. I would say, what are you looking for in a relationship? And if they were like, oh, I'm not really sure right now. I just got out of something. I'd be like, okay, it was really nice meeting you but I'm going to go. And the food hadn't even been brought out yet. We'd be 15 minutes into the day, but I wouldn't literally just leave because I'd be like, there's nothing else out of this. And I know that might sound silly and extreme to be like, you should have just sat through it. I'm not going to waste this guy's time. I'm not going to waste my time. We don't want the same things. Is this fine? I'm just like, hey, no worries. You don't know what you want. You're really unclear on it. You said that you just got out of something. You might be looking for something casual. I'm not casual. I want a husband. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to stick around. So I would go and then I would go on another date. And if I would talk to them and they'd be like, yeah, like I'm just looking for something casual. Like I just want someone to hang out with and have fun with homeboy. I am approaching 30 in a couple of years. I'm, I want to have fun, but I want to have fun with my husband. Like I'm getting out of here. So I just kept remembering what my intentions were. And then if I went on a date and it was bad, I would let them know. I would be like, hey, um, it was nice to have met you yesterday. I just didn't feel aligned with it. I feel like there wasn't the connection there that I was looking for. 
I wish you the best. And I would still be nice, but I just wouldn't bother letting it linger. And a lot of people I know, and myself included, that I used to do this, we just go on dates and just because we're lonely, we try to make it work and we try to convince ourselves, oh, this could be something. He's still tall and he's nice and he has a good job and he's he has a good family, whatever. And it's like, no, if you don't feel compatible with this person, your values and their values are different. They don't see themselves having kids for 10 years and you see yourself having kids in three. What are you going to stick around for? To just be disappointed later on? Like, help yourself out. Look out for your future self. Look out for your current self and don't don't waste your time. So dating with intention and really being clear about what you're looking for, what your needs are, how you feel loved and being clear about what you need to feel loved and then ensuring that that person has those qualities to match those needs is key when dating with intention, which helps all encompass living with intention. But to go back on how I just came back from my therapy session, we went over a few questions you can ask yourself. And I'm going to close out today's episode because I've been on an absolute rant. It's only been 30 minutes, but thank you for listening to me. But I want to close you out with some of the prompts that she gave me from my therapy session today that have really helped me. And that was, which areas of my life make me uncomfortable to think about or make me cringe to think about? The reason you're going to answer that question is because it's going to tell you which areas you are avoiding and where you need to put attention. The next things that you're going to ask yourself is, how am I in love with myself? For you to live a life of intention, you need to love the shit out of yourself. So ask yourself, how am I in love with myself? My examples, I am such a loving person. I love how I love people. I love my empathy. I love my loyalty. I love my care for people's greater good. I love that I see the greatness in people. I love that I don't give up when times get hard and keep going on. And so whenever you're feeling doubting that you deserve something or you're feeling uneasy, you're going to come back to that list and you're going to be like, I'm a good person and you're going to get whatever you want. So guys, thank you for listening to my first solo episode. I look forward to connecting with you further and further. Do not forget that on our wellnessmembersclub.com we have the anonymous situation submission please go and submit there i will be your bff to get you through life and i also i honestly want to be your big sis i want to be there holding your hand having your back helping you get through your hard time so no situation is too big and no situation is too small share it with me i will shed as much light as i can i have your back we're all family here this is your safe space this is the wellness members club see you guys soon